We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Therefore, no current or prospective client should assume that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, including the investments and or investment strategies recommended and or purchased by advisor or product made reference to directly or indirectly will be profitable. Different types of investment involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment will either be suitable or profitable for a client's investment portfolio. No client or prospective client should assume that any information presented serves as the receipt of or substitute for personalized investment advice from the advisor or any other investment professional. Welcome to the Bullington Capital Report, hosted by Bill Bullington. For the next hour, you'll receive information on current market conditions and trends that could affect your financial future. If you have a question, you can participate in today's program by calling 216-901-0945. That's 216-901-0WHK. You can also reach Bill by going to his website, BullingtonCapital.com. And now, here's Bill Bullington. Well, welcome back. For some reason, it seems like I've been away for a very long time. I just don't get it. <laughs> yeah, probably because I've been sleeping better. Uh, I know that seems odd, sleeping better, that the uh, market's been going down the last past couple months. It's actually, for the year anyway, the, the high for the year was just a little bit ago. It was about 6% higher. We had a nice day on Friday, though. That was a big, uh, a big move in one day. And that's something that's really interesting. Uh, you start looking at the market overall, and it's giving really strong signals. I have this scan that I do that, that looks for stocks that are moving up quickly, that are outperforming the rest of the stock market, just to give me an idea of where the strength is. Um, it's not that I really do a lot with it if I'm going to pick an individual stock because it's one of my other stocks was stopped out or I sold it for whatever reason, I'll go to that list and that's where I typically buy stocks from. And so I watch it every day. Uh, I don't spend a nearly as much time as I used to, mainly because I don't have to anymore. After a while, you kind of know what you're looking for. But uh, but bottom line is the market's actually been, been getting stronger and I'm trying to figure out why, uh, which is always what you're doing when you're trying to figure out where the big that where the next big move is coming from, I have a tendency to watch the market and try to understand why. Uh, and oftentimes, it just doesn't make sense. I've been watching this long enough to know that more often than not, what you think to be logical ends up being the opposite of what actually happens. So it's one of the reasons you have to, you really have to diversify, um, not just in your stock accounts, but even your fixed income, 
And we've been talking a lot about that. And I just realized, you know, I don't think I did, I've done that great a job uh, explaining, you know, what fixed income is, what kind of role it plays. A lot of people think, yeah, it's, those are just bonds. You know, well, half of the Series 7 exam, which is the uh, uh, pretty difficult exam that you have to take when uh, some people have to take. Not all, it's not required from everybody anymore. And, uh, in fact, I didn't even have to keep mine uh, in force to keep my uh, uh, investment advisor's license. Not necessary anymore. And it hasn't been that way for a long time. But I did have to take it in the past, and I had to take a bunch of other exams that were really extremely difficult. And that one is a really long exam. They give it two parts. You uh, you go for a, a full day, and uh, the uh, fixed income is, is literally about 50% of what's on the test. And they're just there are so many things that fall into that uh, that most the vast majority of people are never going to ask questions about. But you have to know the answers just in case somebody does have that question. And one of the things I always thought was was kind of funny. I, I try to take an idea uh, and really understand the whole story about it. That way, the definitions have a tendency to fall into place. And I know you guys listening to this don't have time to do that. More than likely, if you have a uh, a normal life, uh, if you got a life with a whole lot of extra time, great. But uh, the vast majority of us are not that way. So uh, it's one of the things I, I try to do to the sh- with the show is uh, bring information and knowledge just to the general public. Uh, and if I hear something that I that I don't know, I'll go look it up, and I will make sure that I do uh, find the answer for my clients. You know, they've got questions all the time. Uh, and there are things that are changing constantly. I was looking at what they've done with uh, 529 plans. Uh, it's mind-boggling. Now, I was looking at this week. I had a client call in, and you know he's self-employed and wants to do a, uh, they call them Simplified Employee Pension Plan, um, or SEP for short. And I'm thinking, oh, great. The, uh, so I checked on the uh, ability for that. For us to do that, it was fine. But they had changed rules. Probably about 15%, uh, I guess, would be pretty accurate. And I'm just like, this is just since, since, you know, April of this year. (laughs) And so you have to check every single time you go to do something. And that's one of the things that I think about modern society it's not good enough to know something. You have to keep up with it all the time. And I mean, they it changes as much as, as cars change models each year, and um, which is a lot. But uh, anyway, so, um, and I don't mind. I mean, I, I'm always taking uh, extra classes. I have to. And uh, we have continuing, continuing education requirements. And, and it's a good thing. It's a really good thing. So if you have questions, about your retirement, if you have questions about investment, you can do one of two things. You can either email it to me, Bill at Bullington Capital. I enjoy doing the research, by the way. That that's not like not like work for me. Uh, the uh, but oh, before I get onto that, so you can you can email me at Bill at BullingtonCapital dot com or just go to my website at BullingtonCapital dot com. There's a contact us page. I'd be glad to uh, look stuff up for you and. Um, one of the things that uh, I really like about 
my industry, I think you get a more practical experience in my field than a lot of fields, especially today, you know, or uh, I feel bad for doctors. They all have to uh, specialize in, in one or two areas. I get it. You know, I really do understand it. It is unbelievable the amount of uh, paperwork and just the, basically the knowledge base uh, along medicine that has advanced so much over the past 30, 40 years, even the past, you know, 10 or 15 years changed quite a bit. But that's the, uh, I guess that's one of the things about life. Nothing is as constant as change and keeping up kind of difficult, um, can be, but, uh, you think you know something and you go read about it and, and it's changed. I'll tell you the one thing that hasn't changed or one of the things that hasn't changed a lot is that rising sales and rising profits are good for an economy and they're good for stocks. That's one of the reasons that stock prices should go up over time. When sales are rising, when profit margins are holding steady, or sometimes they even increase. That's when you increase your sales, if your your fixed costs don't go up, so your profit margin becomes larger in at making more money. In addition to making more in sales, you're also getting wider profit margins, hopefully. Oftentimes, selling more costs you more and you end up making less money. So you got to be careful with that too. That's one of the other advancements and developments I really like about modern environment that we're in. You can take some of your money and put it away in something like the, the fixed index annuities I was talking about, and we'll talk about a little bit later. Those have a guaranteed schedule now, or at least the ones that I'm using. They have a guaranteed schedule. You don't have to think about it. You know what it's going to be. You, you know what the worst case scenario is. And by the way, the worst case scenario is pretty doggone good. That's why they're so popular. But the, the worst case scenario in most of those products is going to be higher than the vast majority of people have earned on their stock accounts, even when they've done a relatively good job. And that's what's crazy. Yeah, I never thought I'd be talking about that. I, I really never did. So that's what I get for thinking. <laughs> And uh, it, they're a really good, it, this is a good time for them, I guess I should say. If you've got so many people that are retiring, um, I turned 60 this year. Uh, my age group is the fastest growing group in the uh, country. Every day, 10,000 people turn 60. Yeah, that's mind-boggling. I, I, I never thought I'd make it this far, by the way. <laughs> but yeah, But I'm glad to be here. And I seem to be pretty healthy. So uh, um, can still run, still lift, and you know, I have some old injuries from football, but oh well, you know that's uh, that's okay. All in all, when I look at pictures of my grandparents when they were my age, I mean, they look like they're in their eighties. You see, uh, it's crazy. So, and I know it's because we have better diets now. We have access to more things. Um, I just went over and joined another YMCA because very close to uh, a place where I spend a lot of time uh, near Columbus. So I thought, man, I'm spending so much time down there and I'm not getting a whole lot of really good exercise. There's a YMCA just down the street. You should see this one. Holy cow. I've never seen one that's quite as elaborate as that is. But anyway, long story short, that'll keep me, uh, should help keep me 
younger and uh, probably going to need it. And because I plan on living longer, my money's going to have to last longer. And uh, that's why this is all important. And it's really important to get your own personal goals down and to really think hard about how much risk you can take. The more risk you can take, the higher returns you should get. I've seen a lot of cases where taking the higher risk doesn't always work out. That's why we call it risk instead of guarantees. <laughs> and uh, you gotta, you're going to have to take some risk. Well, you know, if you win $100 million in the lottery, probably not. But the, uh, and uh, each situation, you know, now that I said that, each situation is different. And you may need to take more risk than you're comfortable with. That's a problem. That's why you should probably start looking at this stuff uh, as young as you can. Yeah, uh, there aren't too many people under the age of 40 that are thinking seriously about retirement. They they should be, and it doesn't have to be a lot. It's not that hard. That's one of the things I'm not in agreement with in my industry. You don't need to make this as difficult and as complicated as, as you do. You, know, you hear that, American College? <laughs> You're making this stuff much too difficult. When you get ready to retire, you're going to have a certain amount of uh, savings and you're going to have a certain amount of income. That's what it comes down to. The income Social Security, if it's a pension, if it's income from some uh, a job that you feel comfortable in making, a uh, working in retirement, and you have a pretty good idea of what you think you're going to make, all right, you can use that uh, at some point in time. You're probably going to want to uh, put that too. That That's another detail that you need to get work in there. But the bottom line is, you've got income and assets. That's it. That's all there is. Income and assets. Yeah, and the income could come from working. It uh, could come from taking money out of your investments. And uh, um, that's those are really about it. You either are working or you're generating income through your investment. And uh, so that's the income side of the equation. Then you have your savings. And the savings could have a art. Well, it is going to have a big impact on the other side of the equation. Uh, maybe you have to work a little bit longer. I don't care. I'm never going to. I don't think I'll ever quit. The, uh, I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like I'm working too much now. <laughs> the, uh, but uh, I guess that's what happens when you're, you know, when you really like what you're doing. Uh, it makes it a little easier, like a lot easier. And so I would be bored to death, and uh, I can't imagine uh, the lack of exercise I would get. At least now I've got to get up, at least get out of bed, get dressed, shaved, and go into work. <laughs> but the, uh, uh, and I realize how fortunate I am to be in that spot, and I realize how a lot of people maybe not. Um, this is one of the reasons that, you know what, you really, you should have this stuff down in your mind by the time you turn 40, then when you start getting up to uh, 50, 60, 70, 80, now it's, okay, um, how are we going to uh, uh, invest appropriately for our age? And this is something I've been having conversations with lately, and I just realized that some of the people are not thinking age-appropriate. You know, if 
if you're 75 years old, uh, the you've already lived past the average life expectancy of of, a, of an American. Yeah, uh, it's in the early 70s, and I forget what it is because it's been bouncing back and forth a little bit because of the COVID thing over the past couple of years. So anyway, if you're past the age of 75, yeah, you are already past the average life expectancy uh, in the United States. So how much longer are you going to live? You, you know, if you know the answer to that, I don't want to know. <laughs> Just kidding. But um, can't really know that. But um, you might plan for whatever, 10, 15 years. But what happens if you live past 90 and you've only, pla- you've only planned to make it to 90 and that's where your financial plan ends? That's one of the things I hated about the financial planning courses as they used to be. They made you, they forced you to pick an age to, to basically forecast when you were going to die. And I'm going, really? You're really going to do that? I've had people in my family live until they were 100, and I've had others, you know, die young, tragically, at like 38. Yeah, so that's when I came up with the idea, you know what, I'm not going to plan on when I'm going to die. Because if I'm going to plan on it, and then I just realized I have to take a commercial break. So I got about uh, 30 more seconds here. This is Bill Bullington right here on 1420. Stay tuned when we come back. I'm going to uh, uh, continue this conversation on how much money you need to to finance your retirement right up until you die. (laughs) Stay tuned. We'll be right back. I've heard them say before to live just like you're dying, yeah. Wish I could say this how I am, but I've been lying, yeah. Lying in my bed at night one too many times I'm thinking. What if, what if My biggest fear is waking up to find what matters Is miles away from what I spent my life chasing after Is my story going This is Congressman Max Miller America's workforce is one of its most valuable resources But today, our workers don't have the skills they need to compete That's why, this year, I've been co-sponsoring bills to equip hardworking Americans for the modern workplace Like the National Apprenticeship Act which creates one million new apprenticeships across the country. The Freedom to Invest in Tomorrow's Workforce Act, which will provide more flexibility for college savings plans. And the Aviation Workforce Development Act, which will create new pathways for more aviation mechanics. Not only that, I've highlighted the importance of a skilled American workforce in congressional committees, and I've held productive roundtables and meetings with steel and aerospace workers. If you want additional information about my work to aid America's workforce, Please call my Medina District Office at 330-661-6654 or visit my website at maxmiller.house.gov. Paid for with official funds from the office of Max Miller. From an idea that started in 1967, Our Lady of the Wayside has grown to serve almost 900 children and adults with developmental disabilities throughout Northeast Ohio. It's an operation that is still growing thanks to tremendous support and generous donations like the Wayside's Car Donation Program. You can donate your ride to the Wayside for a great tax write-off by calling 1-800-368-6262. The Wayside is also looking for people to join their team. They hire for attitude and train for skills. Visit thewayside.org to apply today. 
Is it finally time to update your bathroom? Bath Planet, a division of Joyce Factory Direct, specializes in replacing and converting old showers and tubs into new beautiful bathrooms in as little as one day. We have transformed thousands of bathrooms just like yours into a spa-like oasis that has homeowners excited to use their new bathtub or shower. Right now, all bath installations are 50% off. So call to schedule a free consultation with on-the-spot pricing. 440-243-5700 or visit JoyceFactoryDirect.com. Interesting during the commercial break. My mind's always going a little bit uh, quickly most of the time. And occasionally I'll have like 10 thoughts collide. <laughs> and not just occasionally, I mean, it's, it's fairly frequent. But uh, I was looking at, you know, for a couple years ago, actually the past four to five years, yeah, I've been talking a lot about. Uh, investing in semiconductor funds, we have semiconductors. By the way, if you have a, a large index fund uh, in your portfolio, and I use a lot of index funds, by the way. I just don't use one. And uh, I like to have more than one index fund because they're not all invested the same way. And uh, it helps. You know, it really helps with the diversification. Um, but uh, there are index funds that represent almost every industry. And so I've been talking about, have been talking about it, and been investing in it the past you know, five years or so in uh, um, the semiconductors, the semiconductor industry and specifically. It's been one of the best performing over that time period. And I didn't know that was going to be the best performing when I started adding it to it. But here's what I did know, and here's what I still know. It's the fastest growing industry on the planet. It's growing faster than healthcare despite the fact that every day 10,000 people are turning 60 <laughs> in the United States, like I said before. And I've gone more to the doctor in the last three years than I had in the prior 30. I mean, and that, that's no joke. So uh, that's why healthcare stocks are, I like them. I like to overweight them in most of the portfolios. Um, but they've actually grown almost as fast as semiconductors, but their their share prices have not done nearly as well, not yet. And if you go back a long way, say 15 years or so, you'll see healthcare has actually been one of the better performing sectors um, in the stock market. Uh, semiconductors have been really good too. They're typically more volatile than the healthcare. And by the way, all stocks are volatile. Some stocks have extreme volatility, and these are in that category. That's one of the reasons they've had such good returns. They'll have really good returns. That's part of the volatility process. The other part is coming down. <laughs> when they go down, they go down fast. So if you had all of your money in something like this, not a good idea. Um, you probably wouldn't be sleeping well you know, half the time. So anyway, but it's a good thing to have. Uh, it's in a broadly diversified Index, both of those uh, industries are well represented. That's one of the reasons that the indexes do well. They, they cover every major industry, and they're already in there. But if you wanted to be a little bit more aggressive and take a little shot at uh, making some better returns on your investments, then including that is a big deal. Uh, and here's a mistake, by the way, that I see 
almost every single investor, well, maybe not, because I'm only <clears throat> seeing people that, uh, yeah, who knows? <laughs> I see a lot of people making this mistake. They look at their fund, and their fund's got 30 or 40% bonds in it. The rest of it's in stocks. And they go, hey, how come I didn't beat the stock market? Well, because you had 30, 40% of your money in bonds, you knucklehead. <laughs> I can say knucklehead on the radio. I don't talk to my clients that way. Yeah, but uh, but if you're a knucklehead, now you know it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The uh, uh, yeah, you can't. You, you have to compare apples to apples. Okay? You know, it, it's one of those things. I know it's aggravating. You want to invest less, so that really aggressively, so you can end up making more. And occasionally, you might have that happen. But uh, the middle road in stocks in the, Financial markets are tip, is typically the best way to go. Have some high quality bonds, relatively short term in nature. I've never believed in uh, getting trying to pick long term bonds because that's harder than picking stocks. And uh, I don't have time to explain that right now. Maybe on next week's show will come back if somebody reminds me. But and it's one of the reasons that I, I love the fixed indexed annuities now. Um, I wasn't that big of a fan in the past, but with fixed income being how it is and the potential for stocks to fluctuate a lot, I think it makes a lot of sense because they will guarantee returns that, quite frankly, they're hard to generate in a stock fund. And over the next five years or so, man, toss a quarter. And, And I think the the odds are probably a little bit more than 50% that the uh, fixed indexed rates end up outperforming stocks over the next four or five years. That doesn't mean you should go out and sell all your stocks. It just means that having the fixed index might bump up your returns a little bit, and I could be wrong. You know, Maybe the growth that we've been experiencing in the economy and, and all over the world, actually, will continue to grow at a pace that's pretty quickly, qu- pretty quick. Maybe the Fed stops raising interest rates. Maybe they actually start to cut them a little bit. And then you're going to see the stock market go jump way ahead. So you'll be glad that you had that money. Now all you need to do is get a crystal ball that works. <laughs> and Or you can do what I'm doing. You can hold some of your money based on your risk tolerance into those areas that are generally going to benefit the most, i.e., diversified stocks, and if you want to, you can over-concentrate into the uh, technology and healthcare industries. Technology, I'm breaking down. Uh, I'm investing just in the semiconductors because there's an awful lot of stuff involved. That, that's a massive industry. It's not just the people that make chips. It's the people that make the equipment that make the chips. It's the people that design chips who really don't even have a fabrication facility. But they do incredibly well. So there's a lot to it. Um, But I just see that area as one that will continue to grow. And um, so I want to have a a slight overweight in that industry uh, or not. I mean, you don't have to do that, actually. You could not have that in there because those stocks are in the other indexes that I'm using. I still have exposure to that. And actually, it's a great thing because it's been helping those indexes out tremendously. 
So the, the true diversification is when you can go in and look at your uh, portfolios and see which categories you're invested in, and then you can drill down into the stocks. And, and it's a good thing. And, and uh, a lot of people only look at the return. Bad idea. I mean, it, that's like, I'm, I know you're probably tired of me hearing, or you're probably tired of hearing this from me, but uh, I don't really care. <laughs> I'm going to tell you again. That would be like, when you're looking at past history to pick the funds that you're investing in, is like driving to work by looking in your rearview mirror to see where you've just been, to see if maybe there's a bend in the road. And But the problem is, by the time you figure out there's a bend in the road, you're already in the ditch. <laughs> and that is exactly what people are doing with their stock portfolios. It just makes so much sense. Yeah, just let's look in the past and we'll project that out in the future. Yeah, yeah, well, I notice I don't, I don't know anybody who drives their car by looking in the rearview mirror to see where they've been. And they don't, <laughs> the thing is, they think, oh, he's wrong. You know, there's no way. It, that's not the same. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's the same. And, uh, yeah, if you can do that for a while. And actually, you can do it for an incredibly long time period. In fact, part of the indexing process is doing that very thing. They're looking at company, but it's only part of the process. It's not the whole process. <laughs> and that's, that, that's my point. Uh, so knowing a little bit more, yeah, when the S&P has a great year, it's probably going to beat you. Probably going to beat you over a lot of five-year rolling time periods. What is the rolling time period? That means like 90 to 95, 91 to 96, 92 to 97. So that's a rolling five-year time period. That the S and P is probably going to beat you in a, in a ton of those five-year time periods. But you're going to have those periods if you're if you're doing it. If you're looking at the uh, which areas are growing the fastest, you're overweighting them. If you do it a little bit, uh, you have a little bit of luck that way. You'll end up having better returns than if you just stuck to a regular old index fund. And that's my point. Uh, and why is that important? Well, because quite frankly, a lot of people have undersaved, and it's going to be a stretch for them to be able to make it through their retirement without having to take either take a fairly significant amount of risk, or they're going to have to cut back pretty significantly on what they're spending. And uh, lovely, you know, you, you work for 40 years or 50 years or whatever it is, however many decades, and you get to retirement, and now you get to cut back. That the uh, that's rough. Uh, so if you could do some of these things, it, it's just going to help. It'll help you uh, achieve returns that you may be able to live on. Uh, maybe you're able to take out a little bit more money than you think. And uh, so that that's all positive stuff. And, and by the way, I have been doing this for so long now that you, <laughs> I, I, it's actually upset some people. The uh, that. They come in and I look at how much they have. I I know how old they are. Uh, I can tell you basically this is how much you can supplement. But I've just done it for a long time. And there are two uh, two reactions. One of the reactions is, oh, that's awful. <laughs> that is just awful. I can't I can't live on that. I know I feel bad. I feel bad being the bearer 
of bad news. And the other reaction is, really? You know, I can take that much? <laughs> and that's, uh, well, yeah. Uh, so you have two personality types. One that, um, uh, well, and it's not their fault, by the way, because people who are actually at retirement age right now, they were not born in the Internet era. I mean, I was at the beginning of the Internet era. Anybody that's slightly older than I am, no way. You know, they, they didn't, they don't have the acumen to get on the Internet and do all the things that younger people do. The younger people can do that because we brought you up that way. Yes, I said we brought you up that way. <laughs> I got my kids' computers when they were in kindergarten. And uh, so they're much better at, at a lot of different things online than I am, and that's fine. And you don't have to be an expert at everything. In fact, this, the math behind financial planning is not that complicated. The options that you have, yeah, that's a little complicated because there's just so many of them. That's one of the other things technology has done. It's enabled a whole lot of companies to uh, be able to be formed, to be able to manage money in a bunch of different ways. And there are more uh, investment vehicles than there are, uh, or like organized, managed, like funds and ETFs, than there are stocks for them to invest in now. That's pretty wild. Uh, but you still need to, to read. What are these things doing? You don't. Just want to go look at how well did it do. That that's very important, but it's not the only thing. And you need to know how they're doing it, uh, so that when it has a period where it underperforms, because every single strategy that has a long, a, a better long term track record than the index funds will have multiple year periods where it underperforms. And if, you, if you're not aware of that, you're going to think something's wrong. You're going to make a change, and that's going to be a mistake. So it's a, uh, yeah, you got to have patience. you got to study. I'm, I'm getting older. Uh, what's the best way to take um, Social Security? And we're going to start talking about a lot of those items here shortly on the show in the future. What's the best age to take Social Security? By the way, just to be kind of a killer, um, <laughs> the uh, suspension killer, the best age to take Social Security is really when you need to take it. Uh, if you have specific a uh, specific situation where something's going to happen, uh, like you, uh, a pension's going to kick in, but it's not until this date, and uh, that stuff you need to take into account as well. But for the vast majority of people, you know, if if you're retired and you need to take Social Security, you just have to go ahead and take it. And you won't know that until you've done a, a budget, um, sit down and, and work it out. How much do I need to live on? That's one of the hardest things, by the way. Uh, all the financial planning, budgeting is the toughest. And uh, some people are really good at it. And those people end up doing quite well. And a lot of people struggle and a lot of people are in the middle. So. I have a budget worksheet, by the way, if you'd like a copy of it, I'll be glad to email it to you. But uh, just getting an idea of what it takes to support your lifestyle right now, uh, figuring out how much you're going to get from Social Security or any other source of pension, uh, what kind of savings do you have, um, what's your risk tolerance, that, that does have a big impact on how much you should take out. And again, that's one of the reasons that a 
the guaranteed products, like the guaranteed annuities, the guarantees are generally higher than uh, current CD rates are. They're generally higher. They're actually pretty close to, today anyway, long-term returns on stocks. Uh, they're really close, but they don't have nearly as much risk. And uh, if you want to, I, I can't speak specifically about that. There are SEC guidelines. Um, it, it's really a tough area. Uh, so if you want more information on that, I'd be glad to send you some links to some websites. You can find out more. I'd be glad to answer any questions you might have regarding what might be available to you. Um, so, uh, and, and everybody's, again, everybody's different, particularly when it comes to annuities. Some insurance companies uh, have different rates for whether or not you're, well, you know, for the sexes. Females have a tendency to live a little longer than males. So some of them actually uh, use your sex in deciding how much they will guarantee. Not as common as it used to be, but it's still out there. And uh, if you're female, hey, it works in your favor. You typically get a little bit more than the males do. It's because you drive us crazy. You know that, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but the uh, well, I'll probably get in trouble for that one. But um, anyway, the uh, you have differences out there in ages, uh, so basically demographics in uh, figuring out what kind of uh, income you, you're going to to get from that, you, you literally have to put that into uh, some of their software. And that's one of the reasons I like uh, this one particular product. You can go to the website, put your age on there. They don't even ask what your sex is, uh, but you can put your age on there and uh, how long it might take you to need to draw into it. Uh, so maybe it's two years or three years and you can see a schedule. And if you put it off longer than that, I'll show you how much you get in the future. And I've only got about 15 seconds before I have to go to commercial break, so I'm going to let you know right now, this is Bill Bullington. I'm right here on 1420 every Saturday morning. You can reach out to me by going to my website. It's BullingtonCapital.com. And I'll be back right after these commercial messages. find yourself saying, I need a vacation. Vacation Fixation can help. At Vacation Fixation, we specialize in all-inclusive trips and cruises to Mexico, the Caribbean, and Disney vacations. Why choose us? Our clients book through Vacation Fixation because they are frustrated with online trip brokers and timeshare scams. Whether it's a weekend getaway, a family trip, spring break, or honeymoon, Vacation Fixation will personalize a trip just for you. Want to know the hottest destinations in Cancun, Punta Cana, Jamaica, or Puerto Vallarta? Interested in room upgrades, beach reviews, or details about resort restaurants? How about finding a trip with a direct flight? At Vacation Fixation, we take all of your specific travel requests and shop our suppliers to find the best deal. What's the cost? Our suppliers pay us so you don't have to. Call 330-573-8147 for more details. Or you can visit our website at vacationfixation.com. Or check out the deal of the day on Facebook, Vacation Fixation. 
No doubt about it, we're spending more time at home, which is the perfect time to make it more functional and beautiful. Hi, Ed Flash Ferentz here for Artistic Renovations, Northeast Ohio's premier and award-winning remodeler. Artistic did a fantastic job with our kitchen in 2016, and last year, they were back for the master bath. Oh, my word. Do yourself a favor and go to ArtisticReno.com. Believe me, you'll love their ideas and without question the finished product. For a virtual consultation, call 216-520-0838 or visit ArtisticReno.com. My first ride-along was with Jamal, even before I was hired. They wanted me to see everything from the ground level before moving forward, and it was awesome. The first time I came in, I got to sit in on a meeting and never realized that plumbers have that level of organization and sophistication to their operations. And I say that as a former degree project manager, as well as an Air Force vet. After getting out of the service, my wife and I moved to Cleveland and I just wasn't happy with the corporate style desk jobs. So I prayed for a sign. That next morning, my best friend called me about this radio ad on The Fish for a company he thought would be perfect for me. And he was right. Why it works was a godsend. You have to want to help people. But if you do, this job is fulfilling in ways that the right person won't find anywhere else. If you want that for your life, call us direct and consider it done at whyitworks.com. License number 30185. Wallach Doodle. Thinking about updating your home? Well, Joyce Factory Direct specializes in replacing old, outdated windows. Proudly made right here in Cleveland, Joyce Windows features their exclusive Smart Shield High Performance Glass, which means you'll be getting the most energy efficient windows for your home directly from the factory. Customers just love how much warmer their house is and how easy their new windows operate and clean. Right now, you can save 50% on all installations. Just call to schedule a free consultation with on the spot pricing 440 243 or visit JoyceFactoryDirect.com. Well, welcome back. Yeah, I was just uh, catching up on a little reading during the commercial break. And it, uh, I'll tell you what, just change is, it's unbelievable how fast that kind of stuff uh happens now and some some of the things are relatively major a lot of them are relatively minor but uh keeping up with it not that easy to do one of the reasons i really like guaranteed products because you set it and you forget it you know if it's the guarantees and the guarantees are going to meet your need then you don't have to worry about it anymore and uh just put it in there and let it do its thing by the way when you invest in annuities there's a uh, I like I only like a minimally an A rated company. The, uh, they have ratings, uh, and I like to be very familiar with the companies and what they're doing. So, uh, one of my favorites is a company called Nationwide. You might have heard of them. <laughs> Nationwide used to be one of the largest. I don't know if they still are or not, but they used to be one of the largest pension fund administrators in the world. And to be a pension fund administrator, they were doing a lot of. Um, Little calculations on average life expectancies and, and all that kind of sort of stuff. So it's got a lot of experience in that area, uh, and that's a really good tool to have uh, when you are actually guaranteeing income off of annuities because they've got so much data that they can draw back on. And uh, so that that's one of the other things that I don't think I've ever mentioned that on the show is just how involved they've been not just with uh, annuity products or insurance products, but literally the pensions from 
some of the major uh, organizations throughout the country, and uh, even throughout the world for that matter. But yeah, so if you want to, if you hear anything you, that you'd like more information on, you know, please feel free to uh, reach out to me. Um, it's a, uh, very easy to do. It's bill at bullingtoncapital.com, or you can go to Bullington Capital and there's a contact us form. Uh, I'll try to get back to you as quickly as possible. Uh, there was a time period, by the way, where uh, it was really tough for us to try to get back quickly. That's over, I, I hope. A lot of it had to do with COVID, uh, the fact that I was a long hauler, you know, I was only able to work a couple hours a day and then had to go back home and I was sleeping 16 hours a day. I really didn't talk much about that at the time. I didn't think it was that good of an idea. But the uh, man, I, I I wouldn't wish that on anybody. And I can't imagine, you know, if I were in my 70s, there is no way that uh, I would have made it through that. And I got it before people were even talking about it. I had it by the time it, it was pretty obvious. I'd already had it for about eight weeks. So I had it for two months before it came out on the on the news. And uh that was a tough one. Yeah, I can't believe it. You know, but uh, that was harder than yeah, I had my appendix removed when I was in my early, early twenties and it was three days before I had to ship out to Quantico for officer candidate school. I wanted to be a Marine and uh I got rejected from the program because <laughs> I showed up with the stitches in my abdomen and was going through the physical. I was hoping that I would be able to, to be accepted anyway, but nope. And uh, I got the last station in the physical is the one that caught it, too. <laughs> he looks at me. He's looking at my paperwork, and he looks at me, and he looks back at my paperwork, and he looks at me again. He goes, did you just have your appendix removed? <laughs> and I go, well, yeah, but they said it was okay. <laughs> nope. You can't complete officer candidate school. You got to go back home and heal. And of course, uh, I would have. I had to start the application process from the beginning. It took me 18 months to get to that point. And then they stopped taking uh, officers. I guess they met their quota or whatever it was. So I ended up in this field. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I really like this field. It's uh, there's a lot to know. Uh, and I'm just, you know, I just signed up for continuing education classes, which I am constantly taking. I just feel bad for people because if I didn't do this for a living, I, I don't know, you know, how I would go about finding somebody. Um, I'd probably do what most of my clients have done and just call up, have a conversation, explain your situation, uh, see what comes up. You know, that, that's basically all you can do. All you can do is your best, right? And if you're uh, going to give it your best, I, I would try to get with somebody who's a fiduciary. Uh, that is somebody who is obligated to work in your best interest. And that was not the way that the industry was when I first started. And it had gotten to be that way more so. But when you go in uh, and uh, you just have to ask, are, are you a fiduciary? And if they're a fiduciary, by law, they're supposed to work in your best interest. And uh, so, easy question, just are you a fiduciary? And uh, I think I went, yeah, I've got the AIF, uh, it's a certification just for investment advisors. And uh, that's basically uh, a 
fiduciary. Um, I'm actually losing my brain here. I've got this same thing going, 10 thoughts coming in at the same time. <laughs> but I thought I would take the last few minutes because I had gotten, um, you know, from questions from people. And I used to do a lot more with individual stocks on the show. And I've been getting calls, had been getting calls, and people want me to go back to uh, talking a lot more about stocks. Well, you know what? The uh, I, I'm going to take at least the last you know, five or ten minutes and talk about it a little bit. Uh, I will tell you this, the uh, stock market is looking very strong, stronger than it has in a long time period. If we can ever get to the point where I can get a uh, seminar again, I'll, I'll go over that kind of stuff and, and show you what I mean by it. So based on what I'm seeing in the stock market itself, um, you're thinking about reducing your holdings in stocks. I think about that really hard right now. Um, you shouldn't ever be holding onto more stocks or stock funds uh, than would make you uncomfortable if the market dropped a lot. You should never do that. That's never a good idea. But if you are at that level, uh, and let's say you've got, I don't know, 55, 60% of your money in stocks, and you've got more than 10 years to go before retirement, um, but you were just thinking that you know things look pretty bad, you might want to go to cash. I would probably rethink that. Okay, if you're in if you're in that category now, if you're in your 80s, okay, there's a there's a big difference. If you're in your 80s and you're conservative, okay, I'm using a an income fund uh, that I can't name because then I have to go through all kinds of other stuff. But I'm using an income fund that has an average maturity on it that's right around a year. Okay, and the interest rate is substantially higher than what you were going to be getting in CDs uh, or short-term government bonds because they're buying high-quality corporate bonds, and it's an actively managed ETF fixed income fund. Okay? And I hold it personally, and I hold it in a lot of the accounts that I manage. So I'm looking at that and going, that's pretty good. Um, that's really good uh, for a big portion of my fixed income. On the stock side, uh, when you determine how much risk you really want to be taking, uh, let's say you decided, I, well, I, hey, Bill, I think uh, I could withstand a, a 15 to 20% decline and in a, in a, in a, I'd still be okay. Uh, all right. Well, I would say, well, mine's 35. So I could be up to 70% invest, which is right where I'm at right now. It's the 70% uh, in stocks. Okay. Why did I... Why am I at 70% in stocks? Well, because I'm willing to be down by 35%. And even during the, the 2008 debacle, uh, the market was only down. I mean, if I were uh, a 60-40 or 70-30, I would have only been down about 35% or, or so overall. And that's what, I, that's, what, that's what I'm comfortable with. Why am I comfortable with that? Because I know that if I won't, if I'm not willing to put up with that kind of risk, I'm probably not going to make much money in the stock market. Let me say that again. If I'm not willing to put up with that kind of risk and 35% decline, I'm probably not going to make much money in the stock market. That's the other reason that these fixed index annuities are so important. You know, that 66-year-old that put $100,000 in uh, and next year at 67 when full Social Security when you're eligible for full Social Security, that $100,000 will generate 7642 
uh, dollars worth of income, and I could add that to my Social Security. And wow, that's great. For an awful lot of people, that would meet their basic living expenses on a monthly basis. And then that part is guaranteed. The rest of the money, then you can afford to be slightly more aggressive with if you want to. You do not have to. And and again, that's going to be different for everybody. Everybody's going to have different feelings on it. Um, it's kind of comical. Actually, I, I wish I could write uh, for you, write a television show. But I think too many of my clients would recognize themselves and I get into trouble. I get I get in trouble for that. But it is kind of funny when you see a, a couple together, and uh, that's something you know. You got you got to work that out uh, when you're a couple and you're going through uh, retirement planning. Um, not always on the same page, you know. Surprisingly, and because uh, you, you'd think that by the time somebody was, you know, had been in a marriage for. 30 or 40 years, that they would probably be, <laughs> have a lot more things in common. But uh, sometimes, man, I would say probably more than 60% of the time, they have different risk tolerances. And so you, you got to find a way to work that out. Um, normally, getting a big portion of the money guaranteed is a, is a good idea, uh, whether it's a, a government bond, a CD, uh, fixed annuities, which have become much more competitive the past few years than they have been in decades. Uh, and uh, I just got the signal. I've only got a few seconds left here. But if you hear anything you'd like to discuss in further detail, you know, feel free to go to my website or call us, 330-664-0700. That's 330-664-0700. And this is Bill Bullington. I own Bullington Capital Management. Um, it's been uh, a pleasure this week speaking to everybody. Uh, Hopefully some of you will call me back. I hope you have a really good week, good investing, and good luck. just caught another edition of the Bullington Capital Report, broadcasting every Saturday at 11 a.m. on AM 1420, The Answer. If you have a question and you'd like to speak to Bill personally, you can call him at 330-664-0700. That's 330-664-0700. Or online at BullingtonCapital.com. That's BullingtonCapital.com. The preceding program has been paid for by Bullington Capital Management, LLC. The preceding program's views, claims, or representations may not reflect those of AM 1420 The Answer or Salem Media Group. We're in studio with Bill Gardner from Empire Window Company. Bill, we got windows, we got side.